Welcome to my podcast, Women Who Inspire. I'm Sahara Afeen. Today we have Nazneen Gaffer from Sky News Weather. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a real honour that you've asked me to take part, actually, for Women Who Inspire. Um, I hope I can be inspiring. <laughs> no, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I want to find out a bit more about you. Um, the first question I have is, how did you start your presenting career? Um, career and how did you train for weather? Well um, I started a very long 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 time ago now so um, probably about 15 years ago when I was 20 I started uh, my career in television at ITV West in Bristol uh, but I'd always aspired to actually present the weather Uh, However, obviously, it's not one of those jobs that's widely available. So I started working behind the scenes there uh, in the newsroom and it was great. But um, I guess I was quite a forward young girl then. And and I I did nag the uh, boss there, the news editor, lots of times. Like, please, can I present the weather? Please, 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 please. So many times. And eventually she gave in. She was like, "Okay, well, we do need someone who can uh, cover some shifts on the weekends. And obviously took advantage of that and said, well, okay, the thing is, I I would like some training as well. Um, So can you please pay to send me to the Met Office to train properly? Because I know there are weather presenters who uh, are happy to just, um, you know, broadcast by being told the information. But... I, I wanted to actually have an understanding. It's something I'd always wanted to do anyway. I could, but I had done my degree in broadcasting as that's what I was um, uh, informed to do when I asked yeah. people at the BBC. They said, broadcasting and journalism, even if you want to do weather, that's how they did it then. Uh, so that's what I did my degree in. But then I realized, actually, I need to know more. So I'd like to be meteorologically trained. So. I did that at the same time as doing my job behind the scenes in news. Uh, you know, when you're young, yeah. it's, it's easy to, to juggle all these things. And I did start on screen at the same time so I could gain the experience as yeah. well. And yeah, that was about 15 years ago. Yeah. I, I went lots of times to the main headquarters in Exeter Met Office, uh, training it a month at a time, just to really learn exactly how to read the data on uh, the satellite images, the radar, um, pressure charts, etc., just to really have an understanding. So I feel personally as myself, uh, myself that if I understand something, then I can tell the story better. That's true. Do you know you, what I mean? Yeah, if you yeah. have the understanding behind it, it's definitely easier to obviously be clear about what you're speaking about. Absolutely, yeah. And over the years, obviously, like I said, 15 years ago, you know, I've built on that. I've carried, I still learn today. Uh, I, 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 you know, it's, it's, an, it's a never-ending, fascinating <laughs> subject. So, yeah, that's how I started. And then um, after a couple of years there, I uh, saw a job available for uh, BBC Weather uh, back in my hometown in Tunbridge Wells. Okay. And I thought, fantastic, I'm, I'm going to give it a go and see if I get that job. And I did, and I went there. And then a couple of years there, and Sky News contacted me asking if I could go for a screen test as they were interested in having me to do their weather. And that's it. Ever since I've been and at Sky. Sky. And it's, yeah, and it's been brilliant I love it a um, bit more independent at Sky um, I'm left to my own devices which I like so I'm more of a 
more in charge of what I do and um, so I put the whole forecast together and at the moment now we're in lockdown and working at home yeah I'm also filming myself do my own hair and makeup <laughs> but you know what it's 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 great it's a busy shift and I like it I do really love it and how do you prepare obviously for for someone who doesn't know much about broadcasting broadcasting and presenting how hmm. do you prepare for the next morning what happens right so usually I would prepare by <laughs> going to bed <laughs> and getting up and going into work and then everything like hair and makeup is done but at the moment I'm having to prepare a lot more so um, usually actually I do look at the forecast before I go to bed even though I know by the morning the data will have changed because it's updated every few hours uh, with the latest models from the computer from the weather computers back at, at the Met Office so I know that it will change but it gives me a rough idea of what to expect the forecast to be the following morning then in the morning I look at it again um, and I look through all the charts I think okay right what where's the most significant weather story I don't necessarily go for a particular area I go for where the heaviest rain is for example today I was talking and focusing more on Ireland and Northern Ireland and up towards southwest Scotland because there was heavy there's heavy rains expected there okay. and then elsewhere it's looking dry so it doesn't mean I need to give so much focus on those areas although it is hard I know it, it can upset yeah. some people but when you've got to cover the whole UK it's difficult um, so I I prepare by looking at all that I don't write anything I don't write any scripts I don't read anything uh, you'll find most weather presenters don't to be fair because it's a very chatty subject it's yeah. not the news with the news news readers need an auto cue they need to read because it's a different subject they're talking about every few minutes and there's lots of facts and figures they need for that this is the same story every day obviously it changes but once you know it and as I said once you have an understanding of it you can tell it just off the top of your head and that's how I prefer to say it because I think it's it's more of a chatty subject in fact it's it's one of the most popular subjects that people generally chat about when you're out <laughs> and about you know oh the yeah. weather wasn't great today well, it's not looking great today is it but oh it's going to be sunny next week it's it's the yeah. typical British conversation. Yeah, I wanted, that's what I wanted to ask you. How do you switch off from speaking about the weather? Because here in, in, in the UK, that's something we talk about a lot. The first thing, if, you, if you're meeting someone new, you know, oh, the weather's quite nice, you know, it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't, but I love it. So it doesn't bother me. Sometimes I do wonder because, um, you know, if I'm out and about and someone says something like, oh, you know, I'm in a shop. Yeah. And I'm at the till and they say, oh, it's looking sunny next week. I wonder whether they have recognised me or it's just general chit-chat. But I usually just go with general chit-chat. Yeah. Well, actually, where did where did you hear that? Because no, yeah, it's not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't tend to switch off from it. Even if I'm yeah. watching TV and there's another channel on that has a weather forecast, I'm still listening and uh, interested to see what their perception is of the forecast. It, it's, it, it's it's something that goes on. I can't really get away from it. I right. can see it every day out of my window. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, but I, I don't mind at all. And I don't mind when people uh, tweet me or yeah. or generally, you know, friends and family ask me, oh, Naz, I've got an event coming up in a few weeks. So it's going to be outdoors. What's the weather going to be like? I don't mind at all. I mean, you know, it's a pleasure. And I'm honoured that they've come to me to ask, to find out the uh, forecast. So 
absolutely no problem and I don't mind I don't switch off from it maybe I do when I'm playing with my little one but that's about it but actually the other day she said her first weather word she saw it was pouring with rain yesterday and she said rain so I was proud of her (laughs) and um, what's the most challenging weather report you've had to work on so far gosh there are there have been a lot I mean I cover the world weather as well at Sky Um, so um hurricanes in parts of the US have, you know have been big challenges trying to kind of update on that when it's not homebound is is a bit more difficult and you have to look at the meteorological societies in the US and their uh satellite imagery and radars and stuff so that makes it a bit harder uh, and that's more challenging as well because they are humongous storms, you know. So, yeah. the, and they ha- they are very powerful compared to what we have. Although we do have named storms, as the Met Office has done in recent years, uh, which is which is great. I think it really brings uh, more interest from people when they're named. They really understand what's happening more because of the names of the storms and things. So, um, that's challenging. I think one of the most challenging ones. Um, for me physically and mentally was when um, there was probably oh gosh maybe about three years ago now if my memory serves me correctly um, when there was the uh, um, the snow that we had uh, during the winter and I think it was really bad during the end of February into March and it was thick thick snow and I had to broadcast outside on top of the tall roof of Sky News building which is safe by the way it is actually designed so you can go up there but it was so cold because there was such a strong wind as well and there wasn't any way I could go inside in between each broadcast every half an hour um, because I can't remember why there was some technical reason so I had to stay up there and it was freezing (laughs) Uh, and it was a long shift because usually if I'm indoors in the studio in between I'm actually doing a lot more than what people see on screen so going back to what you were saying about you know how I prepare etc for I think you know and it's fair enough people watch and they think I'm just live every half an hour but I'm not we do a lot more in between so in between we we uh, also provide weather forecasts for uh, Virgin Radio's breakfast with Chris Evans so that's something we do separately Um, I have to also do recordings for um, our online output and uh, for social media Um, so I have to record forecasts for the world as I said for Europe for the long range weather and um, so on and uh, as well as that yeah uh, writing an article for online about the forecast for the day there's so much more that we do in between so it's always a high paced busy shift but it's good you know it keeps you on your toes yeah and when it's so early in the morning it keeps you awake as well (laughs) and um Appearance is important when you work on TV. How do you deal with negative social media comments? That's quite, it's something that's been spoken um, a lot about this year. How do you deal with that? I mean, uh, I had an incident which wasn't very nice um, a a couple of years ago, actually. And someone told me, I mean, 
I've never been great with my weight and it does go up and down. Uh, but that's for everyone, form. isn't it? It's... That's for everyone and really it's none of anyone's business, business I guess, yeah. at the end of the day. But I received a tweet which basically was telling me that I am unnecessarily overweight, uh, really unkind. word for word. And it was unkind. And instead of ignoring it, which sometimes you do get some messages like that and I mean not everyone's going to like you yeah. that's just life but you know social media especially Twitter I find people can be cruel and for some reason because it's you know you can't see them and they're behind a computer that they, they feel comfortable to be horrible towards you uh, and so I responded really and I shouldn't have and I, I responded to, to say you know um I, you know, you don't know what's going on and um, etc. I can't remember what I said exactly, but and uh, I had lots of people reply saying to ignore them and that's really horrible of them, etc. And actually, everyone was really nice to me about it. Um, but it did bring me to tears because I thought, really, after all the hard work I put in, as I said, you know, in the morning, yeah. it takes a long time to try and prepare the forecast, get everything ready, etc. And the only thing you're focusing on, and fair enough, I am on screen, so you do see me, uh, you know, and at the end of the day, the being on screen, my appearance is a main, one of the main things. But to pinpoint on that when really you should be listening to the okay. forecast, yeah. that's what I'm there to do, was, it was just a bit unnecessary. Um, uh, yeah, so it's hard, but to be honest, most of the time I just try and ignore it because I think Can you try and think of try and think maybe that they're having an awful time in their life and maybe it's making them feel better to say something and maybe in real life they don't mean it so much and it's but not worth I think, it. I think people should be careful with what they comment on on social media because it's very it's very it's very easy, isn't it, just to type in a comment and not think about what you're saying. And like it I say, is. They, don't, they don't think about the work because I didn't realise that you had to do the um, the sort of the radio recording and your written pieces of work. I I, I honestly thought you just present, but it's it's mm. a very very busy schedule. And for for people to be unkind like that is, it's I think it's good that you. It's that. unnecessary, yeah. isn't it? I mean, um, I mean, we all do it. To be fair, we yeah. watch we watch TV and think, "Oh, what's she wearing?" But yeah. but there's one thing to kind of think it. mutter that, yeah. think it to yourselves or to your family, and it's another thing to I think to really take the time to go and log into your computer and send that message to someone. And then, yeah, as upsetting as it is sometimes to see that, I think just take a second because maybe something horrible is going on in their life and it's not worth making them feel worse by by re, re, uh, retaliating back to them in the same way i think you've just got to try and rise above it and it's sad to say i think it's an expected thing but if you're going to be on screen that people will judge you by your appearance and you've just got to let yeah. it go and yeah uh, during the pandemic a lot of people have been take um doing sort of different self-care routines and try just to get themselves motivated um a lot of people are doing yoga running what have you found works for you being a mum i know you've got a baby yeah i was gonna say um (laughs) (laughs) i mean i run around after my little one that's for sure constantly saying no don't touch that no don't open that um so that that does help keep me fit um 
Uh, and bizarrely, you know, I've been the, the slimmest I've been in years since having a baby because you just don't, <laughs> don't have, I don't have time for that emotional snack eating and uh, and keeping still. So that, that's a, you know, a good workout in itself. Um, I, I've never been great with exercise. I kind of go in and out of it, if I'm honest with you. So okay. um, uh, hit hit workouts have always been my go-to because they're short and sweet and you you know you really get a sweat on and they and they work i think and i usually use youtube for that or um at sky we're lucky enough to have a really high-tech gym which is very uh we, we pay hardly anything for so it's it's great to have that there sometimes at the end of a shift though when you've woken up at 3 30 a.m it's a bit hard to motivate yeah, yourself uh, to go into it but um they have classes there and stuff and it's fantastic so um when when we're eventually going back to work because at the moment i'm working from home then i'll probably start doing that again because i do find it does help even if it's not about keeping fit with your mental health really um so yeah but in terms of the self-care routine during the pandemic i haven't really had time to stop and do (laughs) anything like that but actually when when all the shops closed in the beginning of the lockdown i have found that um, I've kind of reconnected with just the more simple things of going for a walk because obviously with yeah. this one you can't be indoors all day no, it's you just can't. not nice not nice for either of you and so I've been going out on that daily exercise when it was like just one time Mind a day you, yeah. and going for a nice long walk places that I didn't really know that existed some parks nearby where I live I, found, I didn't even yeah I found that yeah place. I've got a baby too and he's yeah. eight months old and you're right you can't be stuck indoors and, and we did find parks that I, I've never been to and that was really nice just enjoying some fresh air um absolutely just just, yeah just enjoying the sun as well um and And just the simple things exactly and having a baby has that brought any challenges it is an enjoyable experience but how do you manage to work and look after your little one uh it's hard at the moment so um at the beginning of having a baby i had a bit of a tough time um at the beginning i kind of i kind of wish other mums had had pre-warned me that there could be some postnatal things and I guess I guess that you know there is talk about it but you just kind of think oh it won't be me yeah but I I had problems and I guess it's the hormones isn't it um everything rebalancing and um I had postnatal anxiety so I, I found it incredibly difficult for the first few months um but I was very lucky at that time I had my husband is, who's golden he's really good at just being there to help and my mother wasn't too far away and a lot of the time I spent at my parents house just so that they could help me because I I found it a struggle the hormones were making me generally have panic attacks and feeling really worried about everything mm. to do with the baby like is she breathing I wouldn't sleep properly at night I kept waking up thinking I'm just going to check her chest is rising again is yeah. she breathing is she, you know it's crazy how I it, remember, it, yeah. it happened I was like that was my first baby and um I, I wouldn't sleep all night because any, any yeah. movement anything would just wake you up and it's very hard to sort of relax. And I was, yeah, I was also lucky. I had family around me, and that yeah. just helped me to calm down because you work yourself up, and then you hear about yeah. the door. I was always worried about when she turned over as well. Yes, about her, and I kept checking, but then you can't check all night when you. So you just got to learn to sort of let go a little bit. Yeah, and, and just... but I think the hormones don't help no. because they make you ultra sensitive, and and 
and at the time I was uh, breastfeeding as well and not eating enough calories because I didn't have enough time to stop and eat yeah. you know you're non-stop at the beginning especially yeah and um yeah just being with my parents uh who aren't aren't far away from me which was lucky just so that I had yeah, you know support. some company and some support and just my mum would just make me my meals and say come on please eat I'll keep an eye on her while you eat yeah, you, know? you do or do you that. go and have a nap she's napping now and if she wakes I'll pick her up and you you sleep for a bit longer you just need that because it's yeah, it's whole, difficult yeah your whole routine goes completely and then it just feels a bit strange to be sleeping when the baby's sleeping but that was the yeah. advice I got that when baby sleeps you sleep and for the third one that's exactly what I've done and I don't feel oh you've got three yeah. <laughs> how are you coping in lockdown I literally ripped my hair out <laughs> oh my goodness oh <laughs> bravo to you though Homeschooling has been quite, um, I have a lot of respect for teachers, I must say. Um, oh, yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I've accepted that teachers have their role, parents have their role, and I will never complain to a teacher ever again. Because Yeah, I think you and the hundreds of thousands <laughs> yeah. of my other parents are thinking the same thing. But what, um, we've, enjoyed, yeah. what we've enjoyed doing is cooking, and um, I think there's a quarantine oh. craze for cooking. I don't know, did you get, did you do anything like that whilst you were at mm. home? No, to be honest, uh, I haven't had the time no, to try and with little think of that. Yeah, um, um, no. <laughs> we've just been doing because at school they've been sending off Bake Off challenge, and so we've been doing oh, multiple cakes, and lovely. it's been great. Um, you know, doing um, all these cake baking activities. But yeah, I can't wait for them to go back to school in September, and we can have some some sort of peace in the house <laughs> yes that's the thing because what well, I came back from my maternity leave right at the beginning of lockdown so I've gone from maternity leave straight into working from home oh, so uh, and my little one was due to start nursery obviously as soon as I yes. was back at work so um, I feel like I'm on an extended maternity leave while doing my job it has been difficult the beginning was hard but now I've got more into a routine with it it, I, I'm managing. Um, I am looking forward to her eventually going back to nursery. For now, I'm um, keeping her off just for a little bit yeah. longer just because I, I think it's actually quite nice to spend some extra time with her. And it's all a bit iffy. I'm still not sure how um, things are well, going. Yeah. yeah, with the... Um, that, that's just my personal yeah, no, um, that's fine. feeling. But um, yeah, uh, it, it, it has been hard. I mean, I'm waking up at 3.30 in the morning, not because my little girl is waking me up, because I have to for work. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm on air till nine. Oh, wow. And then literally I have to switch off, pack away my camera, which because I'm having to do everything now, pack away all my stuff, quickly take over as mummy, and then yeah, daddy goes roles. out to work. <laughs> so no, it's mummy for the rest of the day. Lot, especially waking up at three thirty in the morning. Um, yeah. Are there any future projects that you'd like to get involved in, or is there anything that you that you'll be working on? Um, oh, anything you'd uh, like to do? Would you like to do something different from weather presenting, maybe in the future? Or and I've always loved weather, and I've always wanted to uh, do this job. So I don't think would you? It, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's something that I will ever deter away from I'm interested in things to do with climate change though and I do I would like to move forward more in that respect and perhaps look into doing some programs like that but that's something that's I'll probably big, discuss with my big, employer in future because it's really a really really big issue it is 
that and COVID, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think people have um, started to appreciate um, more uh, discussions about climate change just because they've seen yeah. that when we were in lockdown, what a difference it made and um, how dependent we are on sort of um, on the climate. And um, I think there will be more discussions and, that, and it'll be good to get the sort of the, the kids at school to have a think about Yes. Get that message really out to important. Them, if they yeah, can if, understand it, then yeah, generations of the future will actually perhaps be able to make the change. But I think it's important that we make the change now. I mean, like you said, we were using cars less, etc., and it did it did see a dip in in terms of the climate, but. Also, I think there's varying factors in that. I mean, usually uh, when the flowers start to open at that time of the year and things, we do see a dip in um, the levels of CO2. So it's it's a hard one to gauge after a few weeks of lockdown. But it was a positive step in the right direction. We didn't all need to use our cars. We all went out for our daily exercise, walking, you know, or going for a run Mm. and stuff. I'm sure there were more people suddenly needing to exercise than before and not, no one needed to use their cars. It was so nice just to see less cars about, you know, so yeah. it, it, now it's built up again, obviously, yeah. so it's a different story. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, no, Nazi, thank you so much for your time today. It was lovely. No, to thank to you. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. It's so nice to talk to you. And thank you again. Um, I am honoured that you've uh, Oh, uh, no, it was a pleasure. I always watch you on, that inspires. on TV. So I, I was always, um, it, was, it was a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I look forward to hearing uh, the podcast soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you.